Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Getting out of your comfort zone, which is something you said on our first interview, is like one of your favorite quotes from Del Close, is like, mm -hmm. follow the fear. Oh yeah. So like, what what are you currently what are you currently fearing? You know, you're acknowledging that I, I'm putting out a lot of stuff. Um, I ha I've I've been having some stuff that's been hitting lately, which is awesome. But I put out so much stuff that flops as well, ah. and that I think goes with part of the fears. Like, like when I put out a clip, I'm like, I'm really proud of that clip. Like I like I, I don't like to just put out content just to put out content. So I'll, most of the time, I want to say probably upwards of the nine. 95 percentile of things that I put out are not hitting. Hot breath. What's goody, Hot breath averse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and on this show, we have interviewed over 400 comedians about the craft of comedy, and today's guest is back for a third time. When I was on a trip out to L.A., I reached out, had to get him back on the show. He has one of the most unique and creative social media content studios in the game and he is here to share all the sauce with you and how you can find your comedic voice not only on stage but on the internet so if you enjoy this episode all we ask go subscribe to our youtube channel where we do three live streams a week all to help you level up your comedy game and now there is only one thing left to do and that is inhale a hot breath <sighs> With Jeremiah Watkins. Ah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Silence is all funny. Hey, buddy. So Ripley's going to be joining us. Hey, I love Ripley. It. A new puppy, my friend. What's great? The first oh, tried to go right for the balls. Nope. I, <laughs> I, know, I know dogs. <laughs> She's trying to get you canceled, Jeremiah. Yeah, dude. You got all this heat coming in. She's like, let's. <laughs> but what's so funny is the. The first time we did the podcast, it was at my friend who lives here in these chairs, but in his other place. Oh, okay. So now he's like moved I, in. I recognized the mics and mm -hmm. I felt like this was a similar chair, but feels, I wasn't going to. Yeah. <laughs> you freaking dog, you're not going to get my bottle. <laughs> it's nonstop. Nonstop. It's nonstop. She'll chill out. She's a second. puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's pretty persistent. Yeah. But you know what? It's better than paying for a hotel. Yeah, dude, heck yeah. You know? Especially, yeah, when you're visiting another scene, if you can crash with another friend, that's the best. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so this has been my best friend since high school, freshman year. Oh, awesome. So he's heck lived yeah. out here for about 12 years, and then he's engaged, and now he's like a grown-up. We're grown-up. How old are you? 33 now. It's weird. You're, yeah, I just turned 34, and 34 hit me different. Like, it's like <laughs> that, middle. That hit a little different. It's <laughs> mid-30s now. Yeah. And it, well, you're clo so close to the 35. We both are, and which is like a weird, it's a weird one to think about. You know what I mean? And you had a kid. Yeah. You have a son now. I have a son, which is <laughs> another, that's another weird thing for me to be like, I'm a dad now, which is bizarre because I don't, I don't really feel like, well, I mean, I, I feel more like a dad the longer he's alive and stuff like that. Right. But uh, it's still like, 
when I look in the mirror and I'm not like, I'm a dad. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's like a weird kind of feeling. <laughs> How has it changed you? Like I've heard when you have yeah. a kid that it's almost like taking like the blue pill or something. Like you see the world completely different. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think it definitely does change you in a way where uh, I think I'm more, it's weird. I think I'm becoming more sensitive to certain things than, um, than I was before. Uh <laughs> Ripley, <laughs> me, me being honest, and then there's this is so comedy, it's just a dog. <laughs> <man>. Yeah, <laughs> like how does kids change you? And there's like yeah. a puppy here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I I think it motivates you in a very different way. Where I think before, uh, it's very singularly. It was for my wife and I. Uh, but when there's another, when there's a child that you like made with another person, yeah, it's a different level to push you to be like. Like, I need to do this versus, like, I have to make this happen now. Like, right. it's, a, it's a different mentality. Like, I definitely, like, I've always been a hustler, but something definitely flipped internally where I was like, I got to work a little bit smarter now. I'm like, I'm working really hard right now, but mm -hmm. I got to work a little bit smarter now because there's less time in the day for me what, to do things. What are some things that you changed to work smarter? Uh, I think starting to say no a little bit more because I'm a yes guy all the way. I mm -hmm. say yes to everything, and um, I, I have tried to be a, a team player as much as I can um, with all the shows and everything that I do, but I've slowly, over the years, I have stopped doing the shows that I was part of ensembles with and trying to focus more on my singular projects yeah. for kind of the next steps of my career. Also, it's good... so. You're not always just known as a sidekick guy. Yeah, you can kind of get put in that for that sure, place. Yeah. and just just be seen as that. Sure, and just be booked as that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is so funny. This dog is just gonna. It'll be fine, everyone. It adds to the comedy. <laughs> if there was one person, if you ever get tired of looking at Joel and I, there's a beautiful little Frenchie <laughs> little who's really has a lot of energy. <laughs> He's just chilling with us. I'm, I'm glad it, uh, this is happening with you, though. It's the perfect person. Oh, dude, I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's something I, I have noticed in, like, the big the big motivator, and I appreciate you even saying yes to do this again, because this is your third time coming on here, but mm -hmm. is, like, as comedians, and it's something that really hit me, I wonder, I don't know what to do about this. Is this just what it is? You're a dad. How do how do we mitigate this? Um, you would have to put the toy. Oh, we'd have to hide the. You'd have to hide the toy, like, or you'd have to put it like literally back there. But she might bring it back. She definitely. Oh, this is yeah. She'll just bring you, and then she'll pull it back. Um, I guess we could just kill her. I guess maybe that's the thing we could do. <laughs> dope, dope. <laughs> um, hey Ripley. Yeah, I don't know. I think know. she's going to chill. You think she'll chill? Yeah, yeah. Even I mean, I don't even if she just jumps up, I'm fine. It's the squeaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand that. That for audio but, um, purposes. Yeah, that'll be that. fine. There you go, buddy. So, that's a big thing as comedians. I mean, we're essentially like media companies now. Like the amount of that's like put on us of like okay writing and refining your stand-up yeah booking shows okay now you need to be creating content and distributing that content and marketing yourself there's like there's a lot that we're expected to do now that is just part of the norm of being a comedian oh, and yeah in my opinion you're someone doing it i can't think of that's so funny she just got it i can't think of someone who's doing it at a much higher level than you like the amount that you're doing 
is uh, in, it's inspiring as like a fellow comic of like what's possible, but like you really are spinning a lot of plates and they're working is the yeah. other thing. Well, thank you. That's, yeah. that's nice of you to say. Um, I would well going off of uh, you. You don't have to thank me for for doing the show anyway. I, I like you a lot as a, as a person and as a comic. Thank and you. I, one thing you asked like one of the shifts of like, like, you know, becoming a dad and stuff like that. I don't do. I don't work with people now like as that are not like if they're not hardworking and like positive people. Like like I literally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, that's like something where I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's an easy thing to go. Not that I really did that much before, but I would throw every once in a while, I'd be like, yeah, they, they, like, they're asking me, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't really want to. If I'm not like passionate about it, mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's no time for it. So it's like, why why do it? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd yeah. rather just like do people's things that are like, like I see you hustling like with your clips and everything that you do online and like around the comedy scene and stuff like that. So like, I want to, you know what I mean? It's a reciprocating thing. Like I want other people to do my stuff who I'm putting out the work and they see that like a lot of times for like Jeremiah wonders, they, I know that comics don't watch full episodes of things, but they see the clips, they know it's funny and people will agree to do the show because they see the funny clips and they see the work that goes into yeah, editing sure. those clips and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's contagious too. Like the people you surround yourself with, like energy is contagious. And even as like an open micer, it's like if you're in an open mic and you're just around other comics, they're there just hanging out just to get drunk and not get better and develop as comics, that's going to rub off on you the same way if you surround yourself with comics out there hustling, being productive then that's going to rub off on you and inspire you as well. Oh, yeah. I always love following people who are really sharp joke writers at the comedy store and stuff like that mm-hmm. because it's like, A, you got, you're forced to bring it right after that. And then it also motivates you like, oh, maybe I could be writing a little bit more or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I never understand the mentality of somebody who wants to go after somebody who's not good on a lineup. Like, oh, great. Now I'll really get a kill. It's like, well... Let's see if you can kill after somebody who's already destroyed the room and see what you can do exactly. with your flavor and stuff like that. Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone, which is something you said on our first interview is like one of your favorite quotes from Del Close is like, mm-hmm. follow the fear. Oh, yeah. So like, what what are you currently, what are you currently fearing? Uh, having possibly a second kid. <laughs> My wife is already, bring, she brought it up like last night. She is wanting to have a second uh, baby wow. and I, I don't know. I don't. I'm definitely not mentally there yet. Uh, we'll see if it happens or not. Uh, I said that I I want to make sure that we both really want this one. I I don't want to just you know obviously that's another big project to commit to for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's like that's like personal life stuff. <laughs> but uh, uh, comedy stuff, it's really um. Really, the things that I'm I'm following the fear for right now is, you know, you're acknowledging that I, I'm putting out a lot of stuff. Um, I ha- I've I've been having some stuff that's been hitting lately, which is awesome. Uh, but I put out so much stuff that flops as well, ah. and that I think goes with part of the fears. Like, it's cool that certain things are hitting, um, but those things that are hitting. There's so many things that are not at the same time mm-hmm. that I'm literally like, I'm putting a thousand percent into. Like when I put out a clip, I'm like, I'm really proud of that clip. Like I like, 
I, I don't like to just put out content just to put out content. I think that there's like a funny reason like, oh, this could catch on or I like this. So uh, most of the time, I want to say probably upwards of the 95 percentile of things that I put out are not hitting. Wow. But I would say those 5% are the ones that are important that are the things that lead to the other things. Yeah. Yeah. And that 95% people still see. They still see like a scrolling, like they, they, you're they scroll, always yeah, in yeah. the feed. They yeah, may not yeah, be yeah. engaging, but I it's know. like Jeremiah again, Jeremiah again. Right, so right, even right. if you're not engaging, it's like maybe subconsciously you're still top of mind to people. No, that that is important. That does, I mean, that definitely does go a long way. Like where there's certain people who will just be like, "This is the one thing," and it's like, I, well, the chances of even just like with the internet and how it works, and like it may not even show up in people's feeds. Exactly. So like you, can't, you can't just be like, yep. I'm going to put out one great clip a week. It's like, that's just not how it works anymore. What is your, um, <laughs> what is your workflow around content creation? Because I go through, I'll go through like stages of motivation. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm doing it, baby. Five times a day until we hit. And then like a week later, I was like, all right, what, what else? What right, else? Right, right, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. How, how to help us, Jeremiah? Like, cause it seems like half the game for comedians now and it really hit home with me when I did a show recently and a comic killed. Mm -hmm. And then he got off stage and I was like, that was a great set. He's like, yeah, but I forgot to record it. So I didn't get any clips. And I was like, comics are now thinking in stand up as not maybe as in the moment as much as how can I record this to then post it online and not maybe focusing on the yeah, craft itself. And I honestly think that that is a dangerous approach of, um, of thinking like if that's, mm -hmm. If that's your approach, then you got to be a little bit careful because at the end of the day, you need to be working on on the jokes. And if you, I, I look at it more as like when I go on the road, I do record all my sets. If I happen to capture something, that's great. I get a clip out of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not looking like if I end a show, I'm like, I, there wasn't enough clip worthy moments. It's like there's a lot of shows that all all had. A, I'll have a great set that night. But then I check the tape later. It doesn't translate because I'm calling back things that were in the room and stuff like that. It's very much for that audience. But mm -hmm. that audience had a great time, and that that's my job. Is like I want to make sure that audience had an amazing time, and they had a little mental vacation from their problems during that hour. And exactly. Like that. Yeah. So I, I think that's a weird approach, but I think that's a very, like, I think a lot of comics are doing that now where they're like, I got to get this clip for TikTok, or I got to get it for IG Reels, or whatever, mm -hmm. or wherever you're posting it. And... uh yeah, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, I think we can all focus on <laughs> working on the jokes a little and bit And that's more. what I told him, because yeah. this, this was like a newer comic. And and that's when it struck me, as like, oh, this like next generation of comedians, this is how they're coming up. This is how they're starting comedy is in this like internet world of, you got to record this grainy crowd work clip with terrible audio. Yeah. And then throw it online as much as possible. Yeah, that, I mean, they're just doing uh, what they know. Like, like mm -hmm. I was talking with somebody else, like when we were growing up, the only people who had clips were people who had full on specials. Mm -hmm. But now you can get a great HD camera and record your own set and... You know, yeah. Put your own stuff out there. Yeah, and I, I told him I was just like, just, just get funny, dude. Not to sound like the the geezer in comedy. I mean, I've been doing it twelve years, and I think content's valuable. But I was like, dude, just be grateful you killed. Like, focus on the moment. There's gonna be more shows. Yeah. There's gonna be more clips. But like, give yourself credit. You you killed, and you're yeah. new at comedy. You did great. You know, so it's just it's so weird to see 
that mindset in comedy now is not as much oh, getting on stage as much as possible, developing my act. It's more like, how do I broadcast myself? <laughs> well, it, it's a it's a different thing because it's like uh, if it's it's like a weird lottery ticket thing because if you throw stuff on TikTok and it goes viral, you know I've seen people who start touring off of like a handful of uh, successful videos on TikTok and stuff like that, <laughs> and it's a it's a weird thing. But the thing is, it's like you can do that and that's great, but can you sustain? Like, are those people going to be legitimately happy and excited after they leave your show yes you don't want to turn and burn mentality where you're like oh yeah i saw that tiktok comic once and like yeah i wouldn't see them again mm -hmm. my goal is like after i headline a club especially in a city i've never been to is like when is jeremiah coming back exactly i want to do that good of a show where i and and for the people because at the level i'm at like they still you know paper the rooms and stuff uh like at different clubs that i go to it's like a mixture of people who come out from podcasts and then They'll like uh, paper the room, uh, and those people who maybe got free tickets or are seeing me for the very first time, my goal is to make them a fan where they're like, "I'll pay for a ticket the next time because yeah. this guy was good and like he 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 did his thing." Yeah, and that's part of also like you said, you put out content that you're excited about and that you feel good about, and mm -hmm. not you're not just spraying and praying like because sometimes I feel like comics will post a clip and it's like, if this went viral. Is this what you would want to be known for? You know, sure. sometimes they're just throwing out everything. It's like, but if it pops, is this, do you want to become that comedian? Right, right, You know right. what I mean? It's it's yeah. a fine line to walk. Yeah. So how, how many times are you posting a day? Do you have like a, a schedule? Um, I usually will just do a minimum of one a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, but there's people out there who I talk to, like, if you really want to grow your following, you kind of need to be posting like at least two or three times a day, which I... Mine's a little bit slower, like organic growth of people from podcast appearances and different stuff that I do. Um, so it's it's a longer path, but I'm also like I'm literally doing already everything I can. And I'm like, unless I had a, a, a full team of people, I wouldn't be able to do the three. That's so much content just to put subtitles on. I wish that um, the internet had not trained people to like subtitles because it's the biggest pain in the butt yep. of all the content. Yep. It's literally like the most non-creative part of my job mm -hmm. is every week slapping subtitles on something that I think is funny. And then you're second guessing yourself on the, on the first hour in, you're like, I've watched this so many freaking times. Is this even good? Like, I guess it is. I'm like, I've already subtitled it. Let's freaking do this. You know, are you doing all your editing still? Uh, I do for my clips, uh, yes, but I have um, uh, people who um, I th that we pay that uh, for Scissor Bros to help us edit those episodes now because they got a little bit too insane. I was doing that solo for a while, and then um, with Jeremiah Wonders, my buddy Gage T Arena, he's been helping me produce that show for years, and he's been helping out with Scissor Bros editing. But uh, Basically, we'll co-edit like different things. We'll pass rounds of notes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and then it'll come back to me as like uh, like more of a a finished product where I might polish a little bit, and then I'm making all the clips and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I've definitely seen even just like your clips are becoming more like stylized, and it's not just like a static shot, but there's movement within the editing, and there's almost like sure. character within the actual editing. So yeah, I, I was I wasn't sure if you were doing all that or if you had started to outsource because it's I mean the output and the quality, like the quality isn't suffering even with the high output, which is right. so difficult to do. 
Yeah, that's the goal with uh, with all this stuff. You don't want to just be starting to put out stuff where you're not happy or excited about it, where you're just like, well, I got to post today. Because like, if, yeah. I don't, if I'm not feeling it, like then I won't post on certain days. If I don't really have something that I like really need to do, I'm not just going to post like something like, you know. Like that's what the stories are for. They disappear. Like I am, I'm going to the grocery store right now. Those disappear for a reason. Those are not, <laughs> they're not quality enough to just live somewhere where people are like, man, I remember this day a year ago when Jeremiah went to the bank. That for was sure. so cool. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I've been guilty of like posting, like I'm just creating content. I've like set it into the camera and that's it. Like right, right, right. I've gotten caught in that cycle. Of like, well, I just gotta, I gotta be posting something or else I'm never gonna like whatever imaginary. Yeah, yeah like person's going to kill me if I don't post today. It's, it's, it, it's, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. The content police, man. Dude, I mean, it, it, pull it, you over, give you a fine. It's kind of ridiculous. Like I've, I've had some, some clips hit and like podcast and like stand up clips and things, but it's like, it's not to a point to where like there's that much monetizing going on. Like, it seems like you've kind of figured out and I still don't even know what I'm do like I, I don't have like a voice I feel like or I don't think people come to my page the podcast they do but like my mm -hmm. comedy I don't think people would come to my page and then me be like oh cool I'm here for this you know it's kind of still all over the place a little bit yeah I feel yeah it's 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 um it's a weird one to uh yeah try to to figure that out it, it, my stuff ebbs and flows sometimes people are all about the podcast clips and then other times they're all about my stand-up clips, so they're like it kind of goes back and forth as a weird thing, like whatever is hitting that week. Like I put, I happen to post something that did well on IG this week just because I it happened like a month ago where a drunk guy walked on stage and I posted that a day after the Oscars thing because uh -huh. I hadn't posted it yet. I was saving it. I was like, I don't know if I want to put this out, and then I was like, Well, this is too perfect. Like this is so weird. So I put that out, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess it's being. Uh, just more thoughtful about stuff like what I said. Like, are you actually excited about this? Do you want, is this what you want people to see? Not just content to be spewing content. That's really good. I, you're, th this is really helpful in just terms of like kind of how you make your decisions. Like you said, you only like to be out around people who like hustle and are positive mindset. So it's yeah. kind of like helps you decide what you will do and what you won't do and also help you decide what you will post and won't. Are you excited? Is this something that you like you feel excited about, not obligated? Oh, yeah. And and I like uh, have gotten one of my favorite things that that um, since we're talking like why not nerdy social media stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. The Instagram collaborator feature, oh, um, yeah. the collaboration feature is one of the best things that I've seen as far as like any platform has figured out because the main problem with sending a clip as you notice somebody is like, if you send me a clip for this podcast and you're like, Hey, can you write something about this? And this is all the info. You just click a button. You're, you're like, and if they don't want to do it, it's not a big deal because you're like, ah, it's all good. Like, but like the option is there, they can at least see it. And if they want to click accept, they can. Yeah. But there's like, it's way less pressure to like, making a, a, a full post and it's less of an ask for somebody like where you're like, Hey, if you want to do it, just click the button. If not, just ignore it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's been cool to work with other people where it's like on podcast stuff where a lot of people wouldn't reshare before that feature. And now they're like, okay, yeah, I don't have to type anything up. I don't have to do anything. So that's helpful for sure. 
How do you how do you come up with so many ideas? Like, do you do you spend time just generating ideas? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, okay, like you're like I mean, Scissor Bros alone, like the the absurd things you guys do, yeah, like consistently. I mean, like an ice bath. I, we don't have to go down the list of that's right. like one of the tamer ones, but it's yeah. like. And then you've you've done this for years. I mean, coming up in Second City and even like in the groups you've been a part of and stuff. But it's like part of content creation is like the ideation. Yeah. And so you're you have your stamp is on your content. Like there's thought it feels like that goes into them to make them stand out more. Uh, that's the goal. I mean, the whole premise behind Scissor Bros. And it's a hard show to keep uh, recreating ideas for and stuff like that because. You know, the longer we do it, naturally, there really is so many things that we can do, like, in a garage space, like, where the studio is at. Like, it's a confined space. You can only do so many challenges, whether it's, like, a physical thing or, like, an eating thing or a stunt thing within that space. So it's like, okay, we got to spend the time now to do a separate shoot at a different location, like, all that stuff takes a lot of time and, and prep and stuff like that. And luckily, uh, I really enjoy doing it. That's, I mean, mm. the the coming up with the ideas. If you are not having fun, I don't know. It's a, you're not gonna come up with the idea that you want. Like if you're not enjoying yourself and having a good time, like I really enjoy Steve, my brother Steve Lee. Like I enjoy being around him, and. Even if we have to do work, we we sit back all the time every once in a while when we're brainstorming or we're shooting like a dumb ad for one of our sponsors that we're grateful to uh, <laughs> to have on, like Sheath Underwear oh, right here. Oh, snap. Use promo code SCISSORBROS. Um, Holla at us, Sheath. My uh, wife will be so proud. Right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, we sit back like every once in a while and you're like, can you believe that we're even making any money at all doing this? We're la we start laughing because we're like it's hanging out with like one of your best friends mm -hmm. and you're just riffing out ideas and stuff like that. So I'm super fortunate and grateful to to do projects that I that with people that um are fun. And the idea I've I still have even though I'm not doing as many ensemble shows, I still always think of in an ensemble mentality even with like mm. my show stand up on the spot. I'm still like we just did a special that we did uh, that we filmed in Houston, and I picked some of my favorite Texas comics to that they haven't had stuff really shot before. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like shoot this special out of my own pocket, and it's gonna be a showcase for for them and myself. And it's still like I'm getting to showcase a team of people who I think are worthy of the spotlight and that deserve a look from other people who may not know who they are. So I still kind of think in that, and that kind of team mentality, even when I'm doing more solo stuff. Yeah. I think I, I'm definitely guilty of that still almost like that solo mindset. Like, I guess I do stand up. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I'm, I need to be more collaborative. Um, I feel like, like seeing like you, you've always been more collaborative and I can see, like how far you've gotten not putting everything on your shoulders, but really surrounding yourself with inspiring people, you know? So I feel like I need to get better about collaborating, even if it's in content creation or like doing skits like you do, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I get in this, I don't know. It's like, I, I gotta do it all or it's just not going to get done or, and then it ends up not getting done, you know, yeah. type deal. Well, the, the, the greatest thing for me when I collaborate with other people is just getting, 
another person's perspective on something mm. where because when you start talking out like even like if you all occasionally run by a premise by somebody or something like that just running it by somebody who's a friend they'll be con- they'll be confused by something in the setup or something like that that's an audience that's technically an audience yeah, member right there yeah, like yeah. you're they're helping you bypass a lot of work just being like being like i don't get what do you what do you go you know what i mean so yeah, i still yeah. like to run by things by people who are willing to to listen like when i go on the road with friends and stuff like that i'm like yeah hey, i'm thinking of this like well, like they're like ah well that i i don't understand what you mean by that and that saves you a lot of time where in an audience something's bombing and then you're like i don't get why they're not connecting with it you know <laughs> exactly. what i mean yeah we we do comedy is getting more collaborative i do that is the spirit of like the community we built at hot breath Especially during the pandemic when it we were just we just started this Facebook group that's now like over five thousand comics just that's awesome helping each other out, you know. Yeah. So I think that is definitely the next wave is being more collaborative, but it's almost like I need to be I need to be better about practicing also like what I preach or whatever. Of like being supportive and positive and then I'd be like, All right, but I don't I'm not collaborating as much, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Except with this dog. She's <laughs> so persistent. Oh yeah. What it? What is that? Hey, Ripley, Ripley. She's just staring. I'm putting. I have a pile of toys off to the side that she keeps bringing. Yeah, go look out the window. Yeah, dude. Let's just look out the window together yeah. for a second. Mm. Mm. Sunny Los Angeles day. This is good. It feels good. It's good to be back out here. Yeah, it makes you feel famous. Even how, if you how were was crashing the on your friend's night? couch. It was great. Awesome. It was dope. I didn't know when I was going up, so they just, like, said my name, and I just, like, had to run up there type deal. So that was fun. Gotta love that. That was fun to, you know. I'm, yeah. freaking, <laughs> I'm, at, the, freaking, I'm at the comedy store. <laughs> I freaking hate that. I checked my DMs I after. Can't. The producer did DM me, like, you're next, but what I'm, I'm trying to get ready for my set. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. be. I'm not looking at Instagram DMs right before yeah, I go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's they just hilarious. said my name, and I was like, oh. And I had, like, it run up there, and, like, so it felt rushed, but it was fun. Like, the set went well. Dope. Um. Yeah, it's, it's always just good. When you talk about facing that fear, getting out of your comfort zone, it's definitely good to get out of your scene and just start performing in places you're not comfortable or familiar with because that helps sure. you just to grow and develop that much more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to do... Uh, I'm doing Chocolate Sundays on Sunday. And um, have you ever done Chocolate Sundays at Laugh Factory? No, it's so weird. I did... Th- this is what's interesting about... Uh, uh, Sometimes you're seen too early with certain things. Mm. And this wasn't a seen too early thing, but sometimes people only associate you with one thing. And that's honestly why I've stopped doing certain ensemble shows. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, I use my sacks a lot in different comedic things. Uh, there's legitimately certain bookers that still don't know I do stand up. <laughs> And it's insane, like, with the amount of output that I do and everything. Uh-huh. That's how crazy it is sometimes where people are like, yeah, yeah, you, you're a musician, right? So uh, Chocolate Sunday is the guy who books that. Shout out to Pookie, what up? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I brought him years ago. They were doing a Chocolate Sunday. This was, uh, at this point, almost a decade ago. I brought him... Some of the best improvisers in the city for they were going to shoot a chocolate Sunday 
uh, comedy special with different improvisers and sketch actors and stuff like that. And they ended up doing it. But I, I, I basically, I put together a showcase for him of people who I thought were really funny because I, because I was connected in the improv scene. Uh, and we all showcased and did an audition, uh, at like his offices. And I think at the laugh factory or something like that. And I ran into him like a little while after uh, I told him, I was like, Hey man, like what, when I was doing, that, I was like, I'm a standup. I want to do your show. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And then like I ran into him like uh, a few months later. He's like, how's that improv going? And I was like, I was like, uh-huh. and I and he's like, remind me for a spot, yeah. And I called, and then like he's like, hey, Jer- hey, how's that improv going? He just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like sometimes you're seen as something where it takes so much for people to reassociate what you do. So it's important that when you're seen early on, that's why like I'm always telling people to um, don't worry about like being seen at the clubs early because uh, people will sometimes remember those sets for a very long time. So if you're not ready, then that can hurt you pretty badly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I just stopped asking. I was like, ah, this dude just thinks I, I do a Bravo. Only. It's not worth my time to just be like, Hey, Pookie, you want to book me at Chocolate Sundays? I'm that white guy who keeps hitting you up <laughs> for spots. I know you want a lot of that right now on Chocolate Sundays. Well, I mean, when I started uh, in Atlanta, like, I just came up in the urban scene. Like, white, I was never cool. All right, let me move. I don't want him to yank down the, yeah. or her. She was about to yank down the camera. Yeah. I was like, that's where we'll draw yeah, the line. Yeah, that's not a toy. We'll draw the line there. Is that strap in the uh, the frame, or are we good? Um, I'll put it back here just to be safe. It's the great thing. like as I've gotten, like, roasted on YouTube because in a lot of my interviews, like, they'll make a point, and I'll look at the camera, but I'm really looking to make sure the camera's still going. But people yeah, are like, like, you don't have to look in the camera, idiot. Like, what do you... You're <laughs> like, I'm getting gold right now. I, I want to make sure that this is still recording. I yeah. look at the camera all the time for, for certain things. And sometimes people don't like it. I'm just like, whatever. I, I don't I don't care. Yeah. Oh, maybe for this part. Yeah, okay. We got Ripley up here now. So maybe this will be good. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So I was just saying, I came up in the urban scene in Atlanta just because I never got booked on, like, the cool hip shows. I just... I guess I was just never in like the the cool kid table. So I was just like, where can I get stage time? And it was always the urban rooms because those rooms were like, they weren't political. They were literally like, are you funny or not? Or are you hustling or not? Like it was pretty cut and dry like that. It wasn't like, but dude, is your so-and-so I did this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that's just kind of, I think how I No, those are the most honest rooms. I love those rooms because urban rooms are, if you're not funny, you freaking know it real quick in those rooms. <laughs> yes. And if you are, you feel like a, a king in those rooms. For sure. So dude. I, yeah. I love the just the stakes alone mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, me Because too. going into it, like, there is a little bit, like, when you hit the stage in a more urban room, they're kind of like, what's this guy's deal? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they, they do that with most comics hit the stage. What's this person's deal? They funny? Let's see. <laughs> Yo, the real star of this episode <laughs> is this dog. I feel like I'm on Scissor Bros right now. Yeah, this is one of the challenges. And one of the is, challenges is, is uh, who cannot wh- eat this dog. Who can, who can keep conducting a, a podcast interview while a dog <laughs> is literally being the most ADD creature ever? <laughs> is that a toy? What's over here? Let's look out the window. There Let's you pull go. down the strap on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
awesome. Thank you so much, Ripley, for being making a cameo. See, I was talking about wanting to collaborate more. Look, Ripley's helping me out here. Dude, the numbers alone for Ripley on this episode I are going to be so. huge. I hope so. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'd like something to pop. You know, I've gotten... I've gotten a taste here and there of like what's possible, even in like turning on YouTube AdSense. You're like, oh, two hundred dollars this month. That's cool. Hey, it, but it it always feels good to get even a little bit of compensation for our dream. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even when it's these little bar gigs, if somebody throws you twenty bucks after a set, it's never not going to feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's. I really do enjoy. Yeah, it's it's still a yeah. So, I don't know. Sometimes I get in my head of like some. Sometimes I have to catch myself. It's like even last night at the comedy store, I was like, it, it was a crack 'em up, and it was in the belly room, mm-hmm. and so I'll stuff to catch myself. Like, oh yeah, but it's not the OR, or oh, it's not the main room. Like I, I have to like. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm just trying to be transparent of like, yeah, like a, a professional working comedian that I've been doing it full time is like, I still have to reframe even like, this is cool. I'm performing at the comedy store. I was like, but it could always be better instead of having gratitude, you know? Yeah. I think that's a, you know, that's something that all of us comics do. Uh, my wife is really good about helping me with perspective on that kind of stuff. Just because it's real easy to get down on yourself. Yeah. Cause all of us could be farther along. Literally, even at the top, even mm-hmm. like even at the top of the game, you still like. I mean, it's so it's so overly talked about right now, and we'll like we'll quickly talk about it and move on. But like, dude, the fact that Chris Rock had to deal with a heckle at that level, the biggest stage in the world, right? Just goes to show you guys, it's never going to stop. So just be grateful for what you have. Good point. That's a really good point, It's never going to stop. We're always, there's always going to be faced with something that like, oh, this sucks or I'm not where I want to be or this happened to me. It shouldn't, like, I deserve better. Like, it's literally never going to stop. So like, get out of this business if you can't handle some licks along the way. Because Mm. like, if you're not loving it. It, this is just not worth it because there's so many other things that if you're happy with doing that I always encourage people to do. They're like, hey, I'm thinking about doing stand-up. I'm like, do you love this? Yeah. Do you, every ounce and fiber, do you absolutely, you can't see yourself doing anything else. Then do stand-up comedy. But if not, it's not worth it. Yeah. It really isn't. If you can be happy doing something else, isn't it, yeah, it's not worth it. Because it's free for a long time. For a very long it's time. It's free for a yeah, long Yeah, so that's why time. like, I'm so much about having fun and, and surrounding yourself with positive people because the reality of it is a lot of us, like, for all our careers, it's going to be, you're going to struggle maybe on the longer side than the payoff side. So why would you not be having a good time and surrounding yourself with positive people and just be in the muck and mud of negative negativity and stuff like that if that's going to be the main part of your life and career. Mm. So that's why I always seek out, like I said, positive people who are fun and, and hardworking because I'm like, that's, I just want to reflect what other people are, are doing that are positive. So why not? Yeah. It's like, I mean, Burt Kreischer is such a good example of like someone who just grinded for like decades and then now like he's reaping what he was sowing, but yeah. like he could have very well not have as well, but it seemed like he was having fun Throughout the entire process. Yeah, man. All right. 
Being a party, life of the party. I know. We did this whole, uh, during the pandemic, we did this whole social media campaign where it was um, like basically like getting Bert on a uh, hot breath. And we called it Bert Watch. And there were all these memes made of like Bert's face on Baywatch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it actually got his attention. And he said he would do the podcast. And then um, and he like sh- he like put me on a chat thread with his like, I guess the person who books everything and then mm-hmm. we've just been kicking the can down the road ever since but he's he's on tour he just filmed a movie based on a story yeah he's, he, he went viral like he's 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 filming a lot he's right doing now. a lot yeah so we're uh we're coming for you bert but i mean i have no doubt it'll happen it's just funny when you're like yeah and everyone in the because like the community got behind it people were making memes people were right when we would post something everyone would tag him like we really worked to get on his radar yeah we're trying to do that with tom DeLong on scissor bros it's still like an oh. ongoing joke <laughs> it's an ongoing joke that like literally continues like we like kind of like <laughs> our scissor siblings like we like almost like it was almost harassment <laughs> for a little while there were so many scissor emojis on like oh. all his posts and stuff like that and it was just like funny because we were trying to get his eyes on this music video that we made which is on the new scissor bros album which is out right now it's called tom DeLong. where you where have you gone and uh it's all about tom DeLong. it's like our ode to tom and how we're fans of him and how we want to hang out and it's like if you listen to the lyrics it's pretty creepy <laughs> but it comes from a it comes from a good place you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has he has he responded or anything? No, but like we, so Steve went to high school with him. That's the weird thing about it. Like that's why it's like oh, it really could happen, but like he didn't respond to Bobby either, and it's like he's not. You know what I mean? Like Bobby has even more of a reach, obviously, uh, than Steve. And he didn't respond to Bobby to do Tiger Belly. So uh-huh. I'm like, that's a giant podcast. If he's not doing that, like, it's going to be pretty hard to get him to do a challenge on Scissor Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Yet. I yeah. can see y'all doing like a tattoo challenge with him because he's all tatted up, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. We did. Uh, yes. Yeah. Steve has a, a Scissor Bros tattoo now, which is, which is kind of crazy. And then we gave someone a tattoo, uh, Dresden made. On uh, on one of our episodes, like we did scissors on him. Yeah. Oh my! Wait, you did the tattoo? We did it. Oh, he was cool enough. He's a professional tattoo artist. He's like, he's like, yeah, you can do a little scissor on, on my arm. So we we free drew scissors, and then <laughs> we did the tattoo. Steve and I, I did one half, and Steve did the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's something we brought up in the first interview is like Jeremiah wonders. It's like it seemed like you're creating like a podcast, but with like the show of it in mind, like this could be a TV show, you know, and it's like you've done that with Scissor Bros as well. Yeah, the way I look at Jeremiah Wonders is it's very much like a um, an incubator for other projects. Like I will mm. throw, like I've been doing stand-up on the spot way longer than Jeremiah Wonders, but I will in place of Jeremiah Wonders episodes when we drop like a stand-up on the spot special, I'll put that in the audio feed so people can listen to it as a podcast. And then it also goes out on YouTube as a special. So it's kind of like all-encompassing as like, uh, you can watch it on video just like the normal podcast or you can listen in your car like like it's a stand-up album. Does it perform as well? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it does. um, I mean, the the stand-up on the spot specials do, they outperform Jeremiah Wonders big time. Mm -hmm. But that's like, it's a group 
collaborative effort. It's, you know, me with a few other comics versus just me and a guest who may or may not promote. Right. That's, that's the thing is like some of my favorite episodes, like the guests just won't help at all. And mm-hmm. like, it's like, well, your followers won't know it's great because like they're not following me. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. You know right, what right. I mean? Yeah. So they share, I'm like, oh, they're going to love it. But like it, that. That's why like the the amount of clips and stuff like that is also throwing the dart of not just like will other people see it, but like will the people who I'm working with will they be excited enough to even share it? That's its own like set of obstacles and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing with even like producing my own shows and things is like to get comics to share something, it's got to look super cool or like make it makes, needs to make them look good or unique and tailored to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. That's, that's what the thing is, is like, I feel, I feel like we're going to have to eventually figure out something different, like with comedy flyers, because they don't work online anymore. Hmm. Literally with comedy flyers, the way that like, if you want to get real nerdy about the algorithm and stuff like that, the more text that's on something, uh, the more it recognizes it as an ad that needs to be sponsored or paid for. So that's why you'll see somebody with 100,000 followers on Instagram post a flyer that has 200 likes on their page because Instagram wants that person to pay to sponsor the post, even though they're literally not showing it to all their followers because they're like, this is an ad. This is for something that they're promoting. They should pay us so we will like, like hoist it up. Oh, dude. oh, if you uh, do you like research these platforms and like? Um, there's yeah, I'll read certain things and certain things uh, every once in a while, like uh, for YouTube, like they've got videos and stuff like that. Every once in a while, those like, hey, like find out why this video isn't performing as well as some other videos. I'll watch that stuff every once in a while to kind of research it because yeah. you kind of have to do. Part of that's part of the the job is when you're doing this much like stuff is like if something's not working, assessing the problem and working on it, just like a joke. Like you can't keep doing the same joke and expecting different results when it's the exact same joke every single time. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like if you do the exact same kind of content all the time, your numbers are gonna go down. Yeah, that's it's almost like doing like. Because our YouTube channel is doing, I mean, we're almost at 20,000 subscribers, and I'm super excited about it. And yeah, which is freaking hard to do on YouTube. Dude, I, I, I love, so YouTube's my favorite, hard. though. Yeah. Like, I've put more research time into YouTube than anywhere. One, I mean, just because it monetizes the easiest, and right. it's like you can potentially reach the biggest audience, and longevity-wise, I mean, YouTube just seems to be like it's just going to be there. So it's like a great yeah. place to build a if lot. If Instagram could figure out how to catalog their stuff a little bit better mm. then they'd be in competition with YouTube in my opinion but YouTube will still remain king because you can type in and search for stuff yeah and it's like with Instagram I don't think people consume it in like they just scroll through your feed and go look at like old 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 videos mm. versus like YouTube they may like watch all of it from the beginning i don't know if people consume instagram like that no it's very like fleeting yeah it is they don't you're not as connected like youtube feels like i mean that's what we're trying to figure out with it right now is long form interviews of us sitting here don't really perform as well as like a shorter more like educational clip and things like that so i'm just yeah trying to figure out kind of the next phase of the youtube channel 
So like I'm experimenting with a lot of shorts right now and just kind of like analyzing various clips and posting some clips and just seeing what YouTube shorts will pop and then maybe making a longer video based on that topic. Okay. But it's all, I mean, it's all like just, we're just trying our best out here, man. Hey, man. You know figuring I mean? it out. Just figuring it out See, in front I look of people. Into the camera. I look into the camera. We're figuring it out, Yeah, people. we're figuring it out, everyone. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you sitting down and taking the time to do this, man. Seriously. On the day that your new album is released. On yeah. Comedy. Com is, this your, is this the first Comedy Store it's record the they've comedy released? Comedy Store record uh, LP. They released uh, an EP with uh, Rick Ingram. Um, mm -hmm. And then this, uh, this is like, this album is like, almost an hour and a half this is their first lp it's an hour and a half of like music and like little things that uh just best of moments from uh the podcast but we for a year this last year every week we have either written or improvised a new song every single episode so we have over 80 songs now and i could only fit 34 onto this first album wow so like that's something that like not only are we doing the challenge aspect, the, or the real challenge creatively has been coming up with that amount of music in that short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, but there, yeah, I'm super excited about it because it, it sounds really good. And, and the way that we laid it out, it, it feels um, like a comedy album because we kept some of the intros and outros of the podcast uh, of us like talking about the song or like the lead up and building. So it just feels like kind of like an old Cheech and Chong kind of record. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think it? Do you think something with this format would make it onto like serious? That's the goal. We're pitching it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely the goal. Like to to put it on some of those comedy channels uh, because some of the songs are standalone where you have to you don't have to know anything about the podcast and they're just funny comedy songs. Mm -hmm. And then some of them, obviously, there the, are more inside baseball where like you, you would kind of need to know a little bit more about the Scissor Bros world to kind of like get in <laughs> on the joke. But there's some that I think that that are just good comedy songs across the board where you could just play it and be like, oh, this is just funny. Dude, okay. So how, how can people, before I, before I ask my final question here, how, how can like people check out the album or like where's it where's it at and what? It's on all audio platforms. Uh-huh. Um, that is off right now. I don't know if that's... Oh, uh, you, the battery was low. Uh. And I, I, when I was packing... I had two batteries in the charger. Yeah. So so we'll still have the audio going, but okay. the video just died. You got it. And I I'm um, observant. I for I left um, the charger in my wall at home, and I left my tripod. Oh wow! Like in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. But we've got the camera. I mean, we've yeah, we're still good. Yeah. All good. All good. <laughs> but the yeah, the camera died. It's on all audio platforms. So which is which is <laughs> which, funny. Which audio in the video I dies. Mean, yeah, I know. That's pretty. That's pretty ironic, <laughs> that's right pretty there. Pretty funny. You can find it on all audio platforms. Uh, yeah. So if, you, if you're an Apple Music person or Spotify or whatever, uh, yeah. So um, the final thing I want to ask, and this is something like I've been married. Today's actually my five-year anniversary. Congratulations. So we're going to do like a Zoom anniversary. Uh, like I can't wait to do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> you playing your saxophone in the yeah, background? Yeah, I can go. see that. Right, right. So, um, I mean, my wife has been just beyond supportive, especially as a comedian, and there's no real like stability there's no like yeah oh look i got this paycheck every two weeks and here's yeah. my benefits you know and like i've heard you like reference like you've like i think your wife is in the improv world or she's so done she events teaches, and so comedy she teaches, store she's adjacent i always say because she mm -hmm. um she teaches uh kids um 
uh, improv who are on different social and emotional uh, learning levels. Mm. So people who are on and off the spectrum, she helps with, and she uh, is a teacher at uh, at a charter school in LA where that's where she's their social and emotional learning specialist right now. Oh, wow. So if there's like a troublesome kid uh, who's having issues, they kind of like send them to her uh, to kind of help. And, and she helps those kids with improv and different like games and stuff like that that she's developed over um, time of we met at Second City. Uh-huh. So like we she basically took the stuff that she learned from Second City and then like with her own methods of like uh, like like being in uh, like getting her B.A. and like child development and stuff like that. She's written a couple of books and stuff like that about how improv is so important and helps expand children's brains and also uh with their social skills and eye contact and everything like that so that's yeah what she does so she's adjacent to it but she's been with me since the open mic level so she's been she's a ride or die yeah were there were there any times of like should i keep doing this or like has it been support the whole time and like she's been kind of like a champion to i don't know it's just tough like if you have like a spouse or just even like a significant other, like mm-hmm. being a comedian, it's not traditional. There isn't like a set path of like, no, it's going to be fine because this clip's going to go viral, honey. I right. promise. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, I, I just, sometimes I want more. This is self-inflicted like pressure. She's not like, what are you doing? But I can put the pressure on myself of like, I want to be able to do more. I want to be able to provide more. But it's also like patience and have fun and gratitude and blah, 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 even though Verizon doesn't accept gratitude, you know. So it's like at a certain point, you know, you have a spouse, you want to you want to be there and you want to like show like this work is working, you know, but it's it's tough to show that sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a question there. I'm just using your therapy, I guess. I think I (laughs) think it's more like, you know, your wife obviously loves you. And we have a different, we have a different meter for success than our, our spouses do. Uh, if they're seeing us happy doing what we do, and uh, you know, even if it's not at the level that we'd like to be performing at, they're going to be happy because you're you're making them happy. And if you're doing what you do that makes you happy, ultimately, if you found someone who loves you like that, like they're going to be supportive and, and champion you. Mm-hmm. There's obviously ebbs and flows of of all of our careers where I think it's harder to be supportive at other times. But, you know, my wife has always been amazing and, and she has been incredibly supportive, like where if I, you know, I hope to win an Oscar someday or something like that, Mm -hmm. she would be, it would be just as much her Oscar as it is mine because she helps me do freaking self tapes and stuff like that when nobody else is around. And like, she helps me, go over sides for auditions and she has to listen to me and put up with me like, (laughs) like on the lows, but she's also there when, when the highs come in too. So it's like, it's a cool partnership, you know? That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. I just love, yeah. Comedians and their spouses. It can be such an interesting relationship and it's just been, I wouldn't be right here today without my wife. Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I just said a hundred percent. I don't, I was channeling Burt Kreischer there. (laughs) So, yeah, let's land this plane. Thank you so much for your time, man. Um, and thank you, Ripley, for making a cameo. Uh, but uh, before we land the plane, I mean, is there anything else you want the world to know? 
Check out uh, the new Stand Up on the Spot special that's on uh, my YouTube page, Stand Up on the Spot Houston. And then uh, we're going to be releasing a series of Stand Up on the Spots uh, in the next couple months, which is really exciting that we've been filming at the Comedy Store. So, Oh, snap. I'm very excited about that. Oh, snap. Yeah. Good for you. Dude, what are you, are you like trying to create your own like media company? Like your output and distribution is like, it's crazy. Are you going in that direction? I want my own Happy Madison someday for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, I already have, I already have the core group of people who I've been working with that I'm like, yo, if people if we get a, a legit budget for this, like we can make some amazing stuff. Like yeah. I've got like, uh, there's a handful of people who've been helping me uh, with this. It's like talking about collaboration. I owe uh, there. I owe some serious money someday to like the crew that I've been working with um, who have been helping me with these projects like uh, my buddy Gage Tiarina and Chris McMillan, Kiel Yulberg and Van Corona and guys like that who we've been shooting sketches, we've been shooting pilots that haven't been seen uh, or that have been pitched that haven't gone anywhere, you know, stuff like that uh-huh. where it's like, you know, we're all like betting on ourselves and and luckily it's a good core group of people that you know hopefully we will get to make movies and tv shows with friends and stuff like that that's the that's that's the dream at the end of the day that's awesome you know man i i love hearing that i your your enthusiasm is contagious and i appreciate your refreshing perspective just on like focusing on surrounding yourself with fun people and also creating things that energize you i think that helps with just the overall amount we're we're creating is if it's fun it'll energize you even when it's oh, like yeah. work like you said yeah because then it doesn't it doesn't feel like work anymore yeah if, you, if you're legitimately excited about it then it's just like oh i can't wait to to do this mm-hmm. versus i have to do this comedy should never feel like i have to do this it should be i get to do this mm. awesome well, thank you for doing this, man. Seriously. Yeah, brother. You, of course. You rock. I appreciate your time and wisdom. Go support Jeremiah. Go check out his new Scissor Bros album. And check out his YouTube channel and follow him on social media. It's really, yeah, it to get to sit with you and get some of the rub here. Is, it's really inspiring and energizing for me to take forward after this. So thank you so much. Heck yeah, buddy. There you have it, hot brethren and sistren. If you enjoyed this episode, go check it out on our YouTube channel where you can subscribe and check out the three live streams a week that we do. And you can also go check out and subscribe to Jeremiah's channels and support all the creativity happening over there as well. We're all in this together. We are a four comics by comics comedy community on a mission to help cultivate the next generation of great self-made comics. And we appreciate you hanging out with us today for the first time or coming back for the 400th plus time of all the interviews we've done here. I love you, and this podcast will be back next Monday right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.